The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do, crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff and I'll add guests. It's a critical time and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors. We're now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to tntradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. Uh, you can also check out the merch uh, as well. Everything from coasters to mouse pads to t-shirts and uh, etc. 11 Nation Operation takes down world's most harmful cyber criminal group. So I, I guess that's it. Cyber Polygon has been called off. Uh, no, uh, you've had Europol, among other governments, participate in an international coalition of law enforcement in 11 countries announced it had taken control of computers and software at the heart of the world's most prolific ransomware group. All right, so that's going on. Operation Kronos was uh, what it was called. Meanwhile, the FBI warns of widespread QR code scams by cyber criminals to steal your money. Another reason I don't do QR codes. The first is obviously I am not doing dystopia. Uh, and second, I don't want to be hacked through scam QR codes, which anyone can slap on a restaurant menu parking where you pay your parking uh and so gen generally not a good idea to be scanning qr codes although i i when i was a teacher i was i did have activities activities where i forced students to run around the school campus looking for and scanning qr codes but that was then this is now this was way before COVID 1984. um james lindsay is pointing out how in the Texas now that if you want to build a new single family home or even renovate a home in Dallas, it has to be aligned with the sustainable democide goals of the United Abominations Agenda 2030 uh, or contractors won't sign off. He says in order to do home building or renovations in Dallas, you got to ensure that among other things, your building is up to energy code, which since the last year is based on the requirements of the International Energy Conservation Code. I had on Idaho Representative Heather Scott, who out in Idaho pointed out that you had World Economic Forum sponsored local legislation bringing in, uh, I forget what she said, like international treaty uh, codes or laws. Uh, and now we're seeing it in Dallas as well. And James says, we should be asking ourselves, why are international regulations in use on local building construction? Uh, so, yeah, we see now they won't let you repair your old car. You can't fix your house. Just die. Drink fluoride and die. Take a trip up to Canada. Do, 
do medical tourism, they say, to not to Mexico, go to Canada and apply for euthanasia. I wouldn't be surprised if they start opening up that program to foreigners as well. So they're, they're, they can do me medical tourism, euthanasia in uh, Ottawa. Um, out there, France moves towards jailing big pharma skeptics. Controversial bill has passed in France's parliament and is moving towards the Senate for ratification that proposes to fine and jail individuals who incite others to abstain from taking. Soma, moksha, moksha. By the way, David Gosselin's coming back tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, big pharma doesn't sleep. Um, George Gammon had an interesting comments uh the u.s recently introduced the courage to serve act which will expedite migrants path to citizenship by serving in the u.s military gammon says i don't think this is to recruit for world war three it's to recruit complacent military people to use against americans step one get rid of independently minded service people by forcing them to get the jab step two fill gap with immigrants who can easily be turned on americans i think that is what is really going on yes george um what else do we have going on we already talked about how um they're saying how ukraine war is fantastic for the u.s economy azerbaijan report azerbaijan is planning a full-scale war against armenia said pashinyan two days after a skirmish on the border left four armenian troops dead although i don't I don't know why it kind of doesn't make sense because Nagorno-Karabakh has already you know been taken since tensions between the two have remained high since Baku recaptured the Armenian populated region of Nagorno-Karabakh uh Pashinyan says our analysis shows that Azerbaijan wants to launch military action in some parts of the border with the prospect of turning military escalation into a full-scale war against Armenia again watch out for these World War III flashpoints all over the place war expands with massive Israeli airstrikes 60 kilometers deep into Lebanon. Houthis boast of fresh attack on several American warships. There's some more flashpoints for you there. Remix reports German government's witch hunt against AFD paves road to dictatorship. Um, they write that the fact that the left party in germany has not been given the far-right label or extremists is because it fell into bed with liberal and globalist ideologies the government in germany has made the intelligence services a tool of its own party's political interests so uh, again germany is reverting to to its historical default in the 20th century dictatorship um and interesting comments from uh, Maduro in Venezuela. Lavrov uh, is uh, apparently uh, on his way to Venezuela. Maduro says the old colonial world with wars, interventions, genocide, and the superiority complex is being replaced by a new world with bricks. This world already exists and is irreversible. The trend of the emergence of a new world and the consolidation of bricks is irreversible. Kind of sounds like that old new world order type speech all right at tnt radio we never go home we're committed to bringing you our take on the biggest topics of our time we broadcast live 24 7 online globally no matter what we've got you covered on today's news talk tnt giving you what you want i want the fact today's news talk radio tnt lawmakers in hawaii seem eager to approve a so-called climate tax weather tax 
on tourists who visit the Aloha state in an effort to combat what they claim is an assault on the area's natural resources. Here with the story, joining me once again, TNT News producer Adam Clark, codename Ruckus. Thanks, Avery. It's all their fault. You should just stop coming here. No, 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 don't stop coming here. We need you to come here, but we're going to charge you a little bit. Uh, yeah, not everyone's too happy about this, but, you know, government likes this. Hawaii's Democrat governor, Josh Green in particular, he called the proposed climate fee on tourists a, quote, small price to pay, end quote, in order to preserve the state's natural habitat. The hotel industry claims the charges will add more burden on their businesses. Now, last month, a bill was introduced in the Hawaii state legislature that seeks to impose a $25 fee for all visitors who check into hotels and short-term rentals as part of a climate protection initiative. Mr. Green said in an interview with the Wall Street Journal on February 18th, quote, it's a very small price to pay to preserve paradise, end quote. Uh, the fee places the responsibility of Hawaii's natural resources on visitors and also raises awareness about climate change, he said. Mr. Green expects the fee to generate $68 million per year, with the funds being allocated towards establishing a state fire marshal, installing fire breaks to safeguard communities, and aiding in disaster prevention. Oh, yeah, that's right, huh? Half of the funds will be directed towards disaster insurance, without some, without which some of the high-risk areas in Hawaii face challenges in rebuilding and attracting investors. That, according to the governor, supporters claim that the fee will help Hawaii's beaches and state parks and that tourists will be receptive to it. However, there are concerns the extra charge imposes an additional hardship on the struggling hotel industry. The Hawaii Lodging and Tourism Association opposed the measure. The group said, according to news outlet Honolulu Civil Beat, quote, we would issue caution about imposing additional financial burdens on the state's largest industry that provides the greatest number of jobs for our residents, end quote. Lobbyist Kakua Kakoa McKellen, who has testified on the issue on behalf of the American Hotel and Lodging Association, said the current bill will only end up extracting the new fee from law-abiding hotels and that the fee would not be imposed on the tens of thousands of illegal vacation rentals in Hawaii. He said, quote, we know that none of these illegal operators will pay this fee, end quote. The association has asked lawmakers to, quote, consider removing that burden on our hotel properties, end quote. The $25 climate fee proposal comes as the state sees a decline in tourist numbers following the Maui wildfires in August last year, which killed at least 100 people. According to a report on January 30th by Hawaii's Department of Business, Economic Development and Tourism, visitor arrivals, quote, have decreased in four out of the last five months, end quote, since August of 2023. In addition, quote, visitor spending recorded five straight months of decline compared to 2022, end quote. During his State of the State address last month, Mr. Green said that $25 is, quote, not too much to ask of visitors to our islands, end quote, and that the funds will be invested in, quote, beach preservation, fire breaks, and other prevention measures to help us avoid tragedies like the one last year in Maui, end quote. 
Uh, and interestingly, Harbori, if the $25 climate fee is implemented, it will be the first policy of its kind in the United States of America. Uh, that puts us in a pretty short list because it looks like only New Zealand and Greece are uh, countries who have already charged a so-called climate fee. So, wow, it feels good to be like one of the first people doing things like this. What do you think, Harbori? <laughs> Hey, let's not jump the gun before long. Uh, dozens of countries will be piling in. You know, now when you buy air tickets, uh, for now, they give you optional. Hey, you want to pay the green tax? It's optional. And pretty soon it's going to be part of uh, the entire package. Uh, and, you know, I think we're just going to see this trend more and more. The, the tourist climate tax uh, for the airplanes, um, probably in supermarket soon, you know, taxis, probably public buses, just uh, your ISP. I wouldn't be shocked all over the place. And, you know, you you read um, the measure and it's just the bill. It's just dumb. You know, it talks about climate change uh, and overuse, placing our resources in peril, creating like risk of fire. Like that's never happened before. Flood. That's never happened before throughout history. Erosion of the coast, um, yada, yada, yada. It's just climate change is going to intensify. And it's interesting. They always want to link health. Um, in the bill, they talk about uh, climate change is impacting health in the myriad of ways. Uh, you know, on and on. It's just for total control. And again, they've captured the legislators. We had on from Idaho Representative Heather Scott. She she uh, discussed her experience Um in in Idaho, and how do we stop this? Uh, I don't know. Mass mass non-compliance. Just don't go to <laughs> tourists. Don't go to Hawaii. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Uh, Ruckus, further thoughts? Well, that's not the answer because this is this is infringing upon one's freedom. Any way you look at it, right? They're not saying that you can't do this. They're just saying uh, if you do, it's going to cost you. So, I mean, it's just like this classic, uh, I don't know what the, the proper term is, but it's like a mafia move as far as I'm concerned. It's very bullying. It's terrible. And they're just, they're really, yeah, they want people to just throw their hands up in the air, give up and not travel. Uh, and I think that that's the ultimate goal, Harvari. Make more money so that you could pay more, more tax. Another uh, solution, you know, it's a wealth tax. It's a transfer from the serfs from the middle class to the aristocracy. And at the end, it says the purpose of this act is to establish the climate, health and environmental action special funds to prevent climate crises, to prevent the weather and more effectively respond to climate crises when they occur. Levy an additional $25 tax, uh, allocate transient accommodations, tax revenue, blah, blah, blah. It's basically like it's a, it's a wealth transfer from us us to them I, I that's basically what no when you get down to it yeah plus also i mean i thought that the way tourism worked to benefit a place that benefits from tourism is all the the people coming in and spending money there you don't need to tax the crap out of them um you know but that's my opinion and give the local um locals working in the tourist industry give them a tax break heck uh you know let them keep more of their money but no no, maybe in another life, Ruckus. Uh, all right, catch up with you uh, tomorrow. Keep on enjoying the Texas barbecue. Uh, we've got Lynn Taylor of Common Cordiva coming back. We've got some clips as well. 
uh, this hour to, uh, to to do a deeper dive on globalism. Feel free to call in. We'll be right back. TNT's Mark Morano. Breaking news. Climate punks trash the U.S. Constitution at the National Archive Rotunda in Washington, D.C. We are determined to foment a rebellion. We will not be held accountable to laws in which we have no voice or representation. The entire U.S. archive was evacuated because of this stunt. And did you notice our men in blue and women in blue stood around and enabled these protesters to not only deface the case of the of the where the U.S. Constitution was held, but also to quiet the crowd, it seemed like, and just allow them to speak. It's almost as if, hey, they have the floor, everyone. Let's be quiet. We have some uh, we have some uh, vandals here that want to speak. Let's give them our due respect that they've deserved, that they've earned. Mark Morano on today's News Talk TNT. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do. Crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night in two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff. It's a critical time, and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors. We're now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to TNTradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. A hoax about carbon dioxide in the climate has caused a global energy and economic disaster. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Returning to the broadcast is Lynn Taylor, CommonCoreDiva.com. She joined us about once uh, a month and uh, long time no speak. How are you doing, Lynn? Oh, I'm fine. Doing really good. I hope you are this evening. Yeah, and we were just talking about this new climate tourist tax they're implementing in in Hawaii, $25. Pretty cool. What do you think? Uh, I think it's absolute poppycock, to be honest. I mean, you know, I know that the World Economic Forum and the World Bank and all the financial powers have said, oh, yes, we need to crop up with more sin tax because, you know, we're not taxed enough in our different countries. No, let's start attacking what people drink and eat. And now it's where they travel. And, you know, this is absolutely just off the rope stupid. It is. And we're going to continue about we're going to continue discussing my favorite topic, which is world governments. And um, we're going to play a clip from uh, what what you pulled up yesterday, the San Francisco promise, which I believe is from democracy. with a Democratic World Federalist, Federalist. Yes, it's right. It's from the Democratic World Federalist, and we could get into who they are in just a little bit. And, and I've interviewed um, one of the people from that organization three years ago, Roger Cotilla. I was just going back last night looking at, at part of our discussion, which is interesting. People can find that on geopolitics and, and empire. But let's roll this clip from the San Francisco Promise. On June 25th, 1945, The final meetings were held, and the conference chair announced that the charter had been passed unanimously. Though the charter was approved four months later in October, many involved expected that there would be a review of the United Nations Charter ten years later, because they felt the charter fell short of accomplishing the UN's major mission, 
the end of wars and organized violence. Nineteen fifty five passed and there was no charter review. Nineteen sixty five passed and there still was no charter review. Nineteen seventy five passed, no charter review. Over 70 years has passed since the creation of the UN and there has not been a review of the UN Charter. This is the goal of the San Francisco Promise. The United Nations reform through Charter Review. The San Francisco Promise is, in fact, the promise to that commitment. Why? because Charter Review is the best way to reform the UN at its core. This would be similar to amending the constitution of a government. Now, how do we get a Charter Review? Number one, we need to get two thirds of the 195 member nations and the UN General Assembly to launch a charter review. Number two, we need you to call or email the ambassador of two to three nations in the UN and tell them you are lobbying for the UN to start an official review of the charter. Number three, we need you to share this video and let other people know about the Democratic World Federalist, the World Federalist Movement, and the San Francisco Promise. Climate change, global corporatism, illegal wars, nuclear weapons, a global New Deal development program, and more. All this can be changed with a review of the United Nations Charter. If you would like to help, please go to our website at www.dwfed.org and go to the contact page. Fill in the email form and title it I would like to help with the San Francisco Promise. Remember that no matter the size of your contribution, it will help us to create a better world of peace, justice, and sustainable development. Also remember this, one people, one future, one world. That's our promise to you. That's our promise to the people of the world. One world, uh, yeah. baby, and 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 look how in the end again the pretexts he just lined mm -hmm. out the pretexts for world government include the weather, climate change, mm -hmm. the threat of war, World War Three, uh, and I forget what else he listed. But again, in their own white papers, I'm reading some of their books uh, that go back half a century. They got to scare us into giving up national uh, sovereignty, and also when you talk to them they're talking about a planetary consciousness so just as he said um they want people as he mentioned they need a review of the charter of the un and they need to get people involved sort of a globalist populism uh so to speak and get people thinking in oneness um terms uh, any for any further thoughts uh there lynn well you know last night we did bring up the uh 
particular climate democracy declaration, and it was putting the weather, the climate first above people. And and they're doing it for supposed politics, but it's also for economics. And as we know, in, in politics, anytime you put economies over people, that's fascism. That is not a good way to take care of people. It is a great way to rule over people. And that's the big distinction. And the world, the the, uh, Democratic World Federalist Movement was started by some Yahoo who was born back in 1926. His name was John Sutton. He died in 2019. He had the two most dangerous things. He had power and position and money. And he loved one world solidarity. He also was pals with Lucine Green, uh, Lucille Green, and she was with the World Citizens Group. He also worked with Philip Isley of the Earth Constitution. And in the links that I sent, I hope that you'll be able to pass those on to your audience. So they can read more about each one of these people because they are key in the movement towards pushing us towards this one world, one people, one government. Yeah, and as I was re-listening to segments of my interviews with with some of these folks, again, they're they're well-meaning. Um, they believe in this stuff. They even bring up how I think both of them brought up that there are no fail safes. They call, one of them uh, calls it the global leviathan, uh, and he makes the case that we're already living in a sort of totalitarian world state, which has some truth to it because we're seeing you know Absolutely. Russia, and China, and the West the technocracy being implemented and he admits right. that there is no real good fail safe but that it's a you know multilateral decentralized thing that's going on and he, he even mentions in his book he mentions mm -hmm. by Bilderberg and trilateral um commission but he thinks that um having a world government would lessen their power because he argues they don't want a world government because um you know they're using the tax loopholes and all this stuff but i kind of see it the opposite way we have evidence I, that bilderberg and trilateral are constructing a world government no well well absolutely i mean he could sit, uh, they could sit there and say oh no we we don't want more government we want less government why all the dedication to so many efforts from uh, finance, politics, from economy, from the U, um, from the sustainable development uh, adherence. Why so much has been given to that? That's going to that's going to increase the government. It's not going to lessen it. It's not going to give it back to the people and say, okay, do what you want with your own free will, because that's what it's supposed to be. But that's not what it's turning into. No, uh, that's not what it's turning into. We're going to jump real quick, Lynn, to uh, the headlines. We'll be right back. Now, TNT Radio News. Show them how it's done. Let's go. I, I got news for you. News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. The Australian government has announced a significant $11.1 billion enhancement for the Royal Australian Navy, which will see the Navy's warship fleet expand from 11 to 26 vessels by the late 2040s, marking the largest fleet since World War II. Elon Musk has expressed his view that Ukraine will not emerge victorious in its conflict with Russia suggesting that the prospects for Kyiv and any potential peace negotiations are diminishing as the conflict continues. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We're talking to Lynn from CommonCoreDiva.com. 
Uh, and again, some of the research you've been doing relates to democracy without borders and right. um, democratic world federalists. And I've again, I've interviewed folks from both of those organizations, <laughs> and I wanted to pay, play a clip from Andreas Bummel, uh, who's of the democracy. Um, I always get the names off uh, without borders. And I, I have a physical copy of his book. I think it's somewhere I left in another country, but I do recommend it. You know, th this is to get inside the heads of, of the right. way that they're they're thinking. Um, and this is a clip where he says people can check out my full interview, but he says that I, I ask him, you know, what are the options for world state today? And he says that there are really, you know, there are a lot of um, suggestions, but there's no really like a real concrete suggestion for a new organization. And he argues that it's the UN, but it needs to be reformed, as you're talking about with Charter Review with the San Francisco Promise, or as he's yeah. working with the UN Parliamentary Assembly that they're trying to create. So it seems like the name of the game is not creating a new world government institution, but using the United Nations. So let's just play this two clip from uh, sure. my chat with Andreas Bummel. Um, I believe that moving forward to a system of global government, right, um, we should really consider using what already exists. And so I would argue that the core organization of the UN, which is pretty small actually, but still it exists and it actually already represents the embryonic starting point of the world executive. So I don't think that um, parallel structures and duplication um, is really the way forward. And um, besides, I mean, the, the reality is even if we were able to establish a new organization in parallel, um, I mean, this new organization, in my opinion, would um, deal with the same problems. You know, we are dealing with problems of, you know, a geopolitical nature, the competition of nation states, um, that is ingrained in, in our international law system of today. So even if we had the opportunity to create a new world community of sorts, um, those problems wouldn't go away unless it uh, would really be a leap forward like I, you know, like we are um, trying to um, portray it in, in the book, a leap forward to a democratic world system. But if such a system is effectively to address global issues, um, it um, should be universal, right? So there are proposals um, out there um, that have become a little bit more prominent uh, more recently, like a community of democracies and so, sort of um, organizations of that kind. But okay, I mean, how would a community, just as, an, as a scenario of 40 or 50 countries, be able to address, um, for instance, a problem of potential... Uh, global pandemics yes so actually the that we have you know weak links then uh, um, en masse and and that's something we need to avoid it's interesting that for uh i think this was before was it before COVID? i have to look at the exact date okay. uh, i think it was and you mentioned global uh pandemics which is interesting i you know i don't think again this is just the common part of the common yeah. un narrative but uh your further thoughts well i thought it was interesting he ended with you know we have to go after the weak links well if you look at the way the 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 movement's going that would be us 
It wouldn't be the world government, the world framework. It wouldn't be any, it would be us and how we need to be called or controlled or, you know, as the uh, video said, oh, yes, we need you to call all these representatives and, and get on board. So one way or another, by hook or crook, we're going to be involved whether we want to be or not. Yeah, and, and I, I did find the day that was for May 2019, so way before COVID. Okay. And it's interesting, yeah. again, the, and, and you mentioned pandemic. And again, our, I like to call him our, our homie, Tedros the terrorist at the World Government Summit. I saw a clip today where he was coming out and saying, the WHO, he's rewriting history, George Orwell style. He says, WHO never imposed anything on anyone, not lockdowns, mask mandates or vaccine mandates nothing we just gave recommendations and all governments followed and like I, I still remember my patreon they banned me because they specifically said i interviewed dr mark circus and robin monotti and i went against cdc or who guidelines so well, how is okay. that like literally not mandating they're lying straight to our faces without any shame um and and, and just, and just that, that i i forgot to mention that san francisco promise clip that we saw yes. um they mentioned New Deal, and I had Robert Wright on, an economist, a couple weeks back, where he, you know, he just wrote a new book, and he was saying how FDR's original New Deal, that was a collectivist project to build the welfare oh, state. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. it was the first Great Reset, said Robert Wright. And so what they're talking about now, he wrote a book on how the Great Reset that's being talked about today is like the second Great Reset, and you hear them talking, um, uh, the globalists, um, you know, San Francisco promised to create a new new deal, which right. that's basically uh, the Great Reset. So, um, yeah, further thoughts well, on this or other uh, issues? I think what we need to understand is that they're using it as an excuse to revamp the United Nations. And then they're coming in and going, oh, yes. And by the way, we have all these other things that we need to fix as well. So let's just all throw it in on one and hope that nobody can figure it out. But I wanted to point out that the um, World Federalist movement, as I said before the break, John Sutton, that leads you to um, what's now known as the Institute for Global Policy. This is with the World Federalist Movement. And the Institute for Global Policy Limited is sort of the education arm, Vore, to better understand not only the United Nations, but all those other international groups that are supposed to be just as powerful. Now, I looked it up today, and the Union of International Associations states that the World Federalist Movement meets Sustainable Development Goals 11, which is those sustainable cities, as well as 17, which are the goal, the partnerships to enforce the goals. So I wasn't surprised with that and said that there were, quote, a movement for a just world order through a strengthened United Nations. So we know exactly what they're trying to do, and that is to beef up the United Nations. But here's what else I found that was very, very interesting. And of course, this will be in the links for everyone to see in the uh, chat or archives or whatever, is that we have the World Parliament Conference, who's also tied to the United Nations, and they pretty much adopted the Earth Federation and their Earth Constitution. Now, if you look at the Earth Federation movement, they have seven platforms, and those are, and we're talking about university, universal, listen to this. Number one, a universal free republic, meaning more public collectivism, not private citizenship. 
Number two, universality. All means all. Cannot have anybody be different. Number three, founded on a public regime of the Earth Constitution of 1991, which recognizes that the UN was too small and needed to be tweaked. Number four, build your economy and your political platforms. Number five, acknowledge that peace has many elements under their control. Number six, universal sustainability. And number seven, integrity, which means we have to force systematic change among the people. And this is the this is the particular constitution that they're saying needs to be adopted by the UN to become even more powerful. But then here's the kicker. If you look at the entire constitution, it will tell you on the 34th page that the Earth Federation will absorb not only the United Nations, but any entity associated with the United Nations, as well as any country that is associated with the United Nations. So in other words, they're supposed to be usurping all the power that the UN holds. So is our real enemy the United Nations? Or is it this Earth Federalist movement? Because here's what I'm wondering. If they've already, if the World Parliament has, well, not if, since the World Parliament has already said, we're going to adopt this particular constitution to become the UN constitution, that by default will mean that the United Nations will usurp all the power. Well, what they mentioned is that this would be a federalist project uh, just mm -hmm. on a, a global scale. And, you know, looking at the Constitution for the Federation of Earth, um, it's just to wonder the timeline, because it seems like we're in some ways far from this for the common man. The common man is not even thinking about this. It doesn't even register uh, in their head. And so... It's almost like this would take another couple entire generations. I, I I don't know, unless there was some massive crisis event. What do you think? I don't know, because they've been sitting on this. Uh, let's see here. It was drafted by international legal experts in 1968. It took them all the way until 1991 to perfect it into its present day form. And the World Parliament Conference has held on to this to this day as a supreme document for globalization, hence why they feel it should replace the United Nations Charter as their constitution. And tied to this particular constitution is the Pledge of Allegiance, and here's what it reads. I pledge allegiance to the Constitution for the Federation of the Earth and to the Republic of Free World Citizens for which it stands. One Earth Federation, protecting by law the rich diversity of Earth citizens. One Earth Federation, protecting the precious ecology of our planet. I pledge allegiance to the World Parliament, representing all nations and all peoples, and to the democratic processes by which it proceeds. One law for Earth, with freedom and equality for all. One standard of justice, with a Bill of Rights protecting each. I pledge allegiance to the future generations protected by the Earth Constitution and to the unity, integrity, and beauty of humankind living in harmony on the Earth, one Earth Federation conceived in love, truth, and hope 
with peace and prosperity for all. And then it gives you the World Parliament's website down at the bottom. You know, it's been a while since I said the U.S. Pledge of Allegiance. And again, it's just wild to be thinking about a world pledge of allegiance and it's interesting it's they mentioned earth's citizens uh again you wouldn't be a citizen of a nation you'd be a citizen right. of the world government although right. they sometimes say no 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 wait you would still be a citizen of the u.s but you'd also be a citizen of the north american union and the world government that's what they say so i you know i'm right. currently a croatian citizen of the nation state and an EU citizen, so the supranational regional structure, and then ultimately mm -hmm. you'd also have UN um, citizenship. So yeah, that is pretty far out. It's it's time for our break. Lynn, okay. again, people can um, put comments, questions in the chat. Uh, they can call in and chat with us as well. The phone lines are always listed at the top of TNTradio.live. We'll be right back. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Remember how exercised over binders Democrats were in 2012 when Mitt Romney said that in Massachusetts they had binders full of women they were looking to bring into state government? He was referring, of course, to binders full of resumes, but that didn't matter to the left. No, they were mannequin in a panic over binders. Well, they're mannequin in a panic over a binder now, too, only it's a missing binder. A binder we believe contains all the receipts to lay Operation Crossfire Hurricane, the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, and all of the 2020 election interference solely at the feet of CIA, FBI, the Obama administration and his handlers, and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. If this is true, and that the president took the binder and secreted it outside the purview of FBI. That would explain the jackbooted thug raid of Mar-a-Lago. That would explain the illegal criminal charges in the documents case brought by Jack Smith. And it would explain why they're so mannequin in a panic over the binder now. If they want to bring Hillary in as the nominee over Stumblebum Joe, Donald Trump will have a Trump card to play that will drive a wooden stake through the evil heart of the Democrat Party once and for all. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk TNT. Hi, I'm Abel. I often forget to mention that he's an amputee because Abel will try any activity he can. My arm helps me with basically everything. He doesn't see what he can't do, he sees what he can do. Yeah, okay. this is helping. The War Amps has just given him the ability to do all the activities every kid can do. When you donate to the War Amps, you help kids like me. Thank you! You're with Hervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment here with Lynn Taylor, uh, CommonCordiva.com. We talk a lot about globalism. You know, for me, my biggest focuses are globalism because it's it's total global control and the right. methods of, of how they're going to do that which includes the the technocracy the dystopian you know digital id cbdc's um surveillance systems that they're putting together and i just wanted to mention before the break we were discussing the earth federation and this world court and i one image immediately i get into my mind is this twilight zone episode I used to watch as a kid Twilight Zone I want I need to rewatch all episodes that was really good television mm -hmm. and there was a world where it's almost like there was a world court 
and basically you had to prove to the system that you had value and i think it was bernard shaw who said this a century ago he said in the future we're going to have a society that you have to prove to us that you're valuable if you're not uh you know sorry euthanasia we're going to kill you and in this twilight zone episode uh the man became obsolete uh, and was ordered to be um killed dis disposed of uh which kind of reminds me of where we're headed but you found this interesting clip from an old film and it, it kind idea. of depicts i think what kind of what they want to do and we've seen the the news this week an elderly couple in the uk with a two hundred thousand pound home or apartment they got a letter from the government that said uh it's not clear if it was um yet legal or or um if they have to abide by it but saying that you're going to be forced to sell your home so we can house migrants in other cases there's people who are just outright having their homes or land taken from them by the government uh, if you want to just yeah. tell us briefly before playing the clip uh what's going on here your thoughts oh well let's see this was from one of my kids favorite movies it's called the emperor's new groove and you know the land grabs we're seeing those happen uh as you just were saying we've seen them happen for imminent domain we've seen them happen in the name of sustainability and, and all this other kind of stuff and it just it struck me that that in a humorous way kind of sums up the whole goal behind this one world government that we're so uh, seeing come before our eyes now you know normally i am looking at it through educratic lenses because we know that education is going to be one of the chief tools that's used because that's how you change attitudes, values, and beliefs to accept all this garbage. So that's why I wanted us to bring this on was so that we could kind of get a little humor because all this stuff is really gloom and doom. And let's have a little bit of fun with this one. I'm here because I received a summons to... Hey, there he is, my main village man. Um, Pacha. Uh, anyway, I, I got the summons. Pacha. That's right, you are just the man I wanted to see. I am? Word on the street is you can fix my problem. You can fix my problem, can't you? Sure, I'll do what I can. Good, good, that's just what I wanted to hear. Are you aware of just how important your village is to the Empire? Well, I know we grow the crops that you use here at the palace. We also herd the llamas that you... My village? Oh, yeah. You got a pretty sweet little setup there on top of that hill, don't you? <laughs> yeah, my family has lived on that hilltop for the last six generations. Uh-huh. So tell me, where do you find you get the most sun? Oh, I'd say just on the other side of those trees. When the sun hits that ridge just right, these hills sing. Well, that settles it. Really? Yep, problem solved. Thanks for coming. That's it? That's all you wanted me for? I just needed an insider's opinion before I okayed this spot for my pool. Uh, your pool? Booyah! Welcome to Cusco-topia, my ultimate summer getaway, complete with water slides. What? Isn't it great? It's my birthday gift to me. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, 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 I don't understand how this could happen. Well, let me clear it up for you. 
At my birthday celebration tomorrow, I give the word, and your town will be destroyed to make way for this. So, if I were you, I'd pick up some change of address forms on the way home. But, but, um, where will we live? Hmm. Don't know, don't care. How's that? Oh, but wait, you can't... When I give the word, your little town thingy will be bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, well, wait. <laughs> Boo-hoo. Oh, yeah, everything was going my way. That is a great depiction of literally how the Soroses, the Gates, uh, mm -hmm. the Schwabs are, are treating us, you know, uh, Gates is buying up all the farmland soros just right. bought like the second biggest radio network in the u.s uh and and again you know, i don't know if you heard last month the report that in the eu they want to uh, make it illegal to repair uh your car if it's 15 years or older so just remove your vehicle from you and the uk i was reading last year they, they have basically they the government's going to force you to renovate your home where it's going to cost 10 or 20 grand with these new you know energy uh you know green certified yep. green stuff and you know if you don't have the extra 10 or 20 grand i guess your oh, home well. becomes illegal and they can take it um from you so yeah, yeah, yeah your further thoughts here well this all will play into this san francisco promise because as we saw they're putting climate before anything. They're putting, you know, political. And one of the things that we need to understand is the UN is poised to use this Earth Constitution. And one of the things that's in it will be world police, which we know the UN already has. But think about this, Havore, global omnibudsman. And if you know what an omnibudsman is, it is a representative for someone who cannot speak for themselves. But at, to what capacity would these omnibusmen be? Did there also be a Department of Conflict Resolution? Now, one of the groups you need to be looking for that is not directly involved, but probably will be laying awaiting in, they're called the Global Solutions Initiative. It's a world policy forum. They work with the groups of seven and the groups of 20 or the G7, G20. They put economy first. And their policy platforms are, I kid you not, climate, energy, environment, community, uh, cooperation with Africa, enhancing digital governance, global cooperation for the sustainable development goals. And one of the biggest ones that will tie education into labor is called human capital. Now, the reason why I, I absolutely hate that term is because the, organi the Organization for the Economic Cooperation and Development termed human capital to mean you and I and any other living, breathing human to be turned into a commodity to be bought, sold, and traded on a labor market. Yeah, people like, um, well, I'm forgetting her name now, and I've interviewed her. Um, total blank uh, who look at impact investing uh digital twinning uh a lot of that allison allison mcdowell i think yep. people like her i know allison yeah yeah look into uh a lot of that stuff how they're going to commodify 
um, everything. And someone in my chat somewhere with today was talking about how the, the, I had on Peter uh, Hahn, the Canadian financial expert on Friday, and he was talking about the BRICS back commodity currency and, and how like the new currency, the credit will be carbon, uh, right. I, I guess. And that's us. That includes us. That, so that's us. it's a nice yeah. segue from Earth, um, animals, sky, water, fire, everything, and uh, humans. And so they'll be able to basically basically control everything we um, do. And you mentioned earlier John Sutter of the DWF, and he wrote a piece called World Citizens or World subjects um and you also shared this uh what is world citizen government uh you know another one of those um organizations and they they talk about how they're founded on three principles uh one spirit one world one human kind and I, i'm just curious lynn in your everyday life yes. um do, do you know people believe in the green because I think when we talk about world government, basically the green agenda is the real pull for that. When I take a look around, like I said before, no one's even thinking of world government. And people don't, like here in Mexico, people don't live like they believe in climate change. You know, they'll go for whatever is cheaper, even if it costs more energy. They're not walking the walk, which kind of tells me like they don't really care about it well what's sort of the feeling where uh, that you get from where you're at i think it's a mixed bag of nuts to be honest because i see a lot of people who are kowtowing to it i see a lot of people who aren't but here's the thing um they may not be thinking that it's world government when it comes into your attitudes values and beliefs but it absolutely is because it's shifting culture and when you shift culture you're shifting it so that the powers that be will be the ones lording it over you not you practicing your own free will so you know look at what you're embracing are you embracing the green movement are you embracing the alternative sexuality are you embracing the fact that we are worshiping creations instead of the creator are you are you seeing that your politicians are becoming more and more uh, totalitarian in their election or selection. Um, you know, this; these are all keys and all steps into accepting a world government. And one of the things, and we'll bring this up in our next uh, show, which will be in March, we'll talk about how human capital has been embraced by the United Nations and turning education which is number four in sustainable development goals and and then uh, uh, decent work for all, which is uh, sustainable development goal number eight and married them. And they've been doing this since 2018 at the G20 when Trump was in office. So if people think that Trump is the answer in the United States, please talk to me because I can show you from an education viewpoint. He has not done anything he promised. Biden has done even worse. Trust the plan, Lynn. I'm just kidding. Uh, human oh, capital yeah, or right. or human cattle. Um, and, and something, again, that you pointed to that we'll talk about next month is that like the UN has these vocational schools, which is, again, very right. like Soviet style. And uh, are they going to replace are they going to replace, you know, some of the schools that we, we have as we speak? Uh, thanks for coming on, Lynn. Tell us real quick. Uh, so we're out of time. Where do we find you uh, on the internet? You can find me, commoncorediva.com, on Twitter or x, commoncorediva.com. Uh, if you wish to contact me, info at commoncorediva.com is my email. 
All right, we'll catch up uh, in a bit tomorrow. I got David Gosselin uh, joining us from Canada, Stuart Hooper, uh, British geopolitical analyst based in the U.S. Steve Malsberg uh, is up next. Don't touch that dial. Be seeing you.